0: Okay, so we are up to today's daf is daf Tezvav number 15. Yesterday was Yudalid. We're going to do a review of yesterday, get to today's. Have a mind for Shlema, for... Let's see. Basara. Yudas Basara. Um, Yosef Ben Mina. Yosef Ben Mina. Okay, okay. And David Michal Ben, David Michal Ben, and uh, uh, Yaakov Pinchas Ben Chayita. Okay, and Adasa Basronia, and all those who need. Okay, the Soch Shar of Holy Israel. Okay, so we're starting off with the review of yesterday. Tav Tav Yudale, and um, we start off with the story about uh, the uh, Arus and Arusa. So they're betrothed, they're in their engagement period. As we know, the engagement period in those days was a real thing. It was actually, he already put the ringer on her finger. There would be a chiyof skidla, in fact, if she would cheat on her husband. And uh, they show up to uh, Rav Yosef's door and she's clearly pregnant. Well, it seems to me uh, that that's the case over here. And uh, he's like, what happened? What's the story? And she says, look, it's from my husband. And the husband says, yes, it is from me. So Yosef saying, so how should we analyze to establish the validity of this child? So he said, look, on the one hand, you know, he's admitting. So that's, uh, so he said, yes, it's from him. So what should I worry about? And, and and even besides for that, Rabudis says, name is Shmuel, that we pass on like that we trust her. So we should trust her. So there's no reason to worry and nothing's dramatic matter here. That's what Yosef's analysis led him to believe. On that Abai said, wait a second. You're making you're making the impression that we would be able to rely just on Rabbi Gamliel, regardless of what this man would say, we would trust her. Because of Rabbi Gamliel's din, that uh, we believe the woman, whoever she says the husband is, we believe her. But Shmuel told Rabbi Yudah that although the Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel, you're not allowed to follow Rabbi Gamliel, unless you have rov Kshirim to augment that, that most people are permitted to her. Now if you look over here, most people are puzzled. Basically, everybody is puzzled. Everybody would render this child and momzer, except for the husband. So, um, maybe it's worse. That's really the point. And you can't count that as a secondary reasoning. Now, um, the Gemara responds back to um, Tabaye. wait a second. What does that even mean? What do you think it means? says, this is the halacha, but don't follow it. If it's Allah, halacha, you should follow it. What do you mean by that? The answer is is that it's Allah halacha for the event circumstance, but don't follow it. Meaning if a Kohen will come up to you and say, you know, can I marry this lady who had exactly this experience happened to her, and we're relying on her word, he's like, don't tell him you should marry her, unless there was a rive to help augment her statement. Okay? Um, and But Bidi Abed, if he already married her, are we going to say that he has the divorce? No, we'll let him remain married. So the same thing over here. Mm-hmm. They're already married. We're going to let him remain married. So it's like a Bidi Abed situation. So you would be allowed to rely on Ram Gamliel independently, regardless of what he says. Okay, very interesting. So Abayi says to Rava, Kasha, Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah was saying that we don't trust her. But the problem is, is that we know that Rabbi Yeshua testified together with Rabbi Yudabim Seirah about a, this widow who had a suffolk regarding her, that she's kosher to marry a kohen. And uh, how does that work? I mean, we're relying on her. What, how can that be? Um, we're giving some sort of chazaka or whatever it is. We're, we're saying it's fine. What's the What's the difference? So the my answer is that the difference is because the suffolk over there was a suffolk about a woman who was getting married. And a woman, before she gets married, she checks into the circumstances to make sure that, you know, this guy is not a chalel and it's not going to affect her children. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though there was a question of whether there, there was a divorce involved or not, maybe it was just a widow situation, but uh, she looked into it. Because before marriage, you do assume that she would do a proper checking, and that's why we can believe her. Over here, the one, why Rabbi Yeshua says, we don't trust her? Very simple. What she, what kind of woman are we talking about? A woman who's, you know, sleeping around. Okay, not in a marriage setting. So you're going to trust what she says? No. She doesn't have any believability. We're not talking about a woman who's getting married, who looks into things, who's, who's taking life seriously and can't compare someone who's just being Mizana in the same way. That's really the point. Okay. Rav says that, you know, it's a, okay, you answered the question in Rabbi Shua, but you don't think there's already also a contradiction in Rabbi Gamliel? Rabbi Gamliel also seems to contradict himself, because if you look further in that quote about Amon Issa, Rabbi Gamliel disagreed and he took the opposite side of Rabbi Shua. He said that Amon Issa is not permitted, Because, you know, Rabbi Yochanan Mazzakai said, he's quoting Rabbi Yochanan Mazzakai, that uh, we don't set up a Bezdin on this, because the kohenim will only listen in one direction. They listen to send away, but they won't listen to to accept. And if there's ever a Shaila, they're going to say, when in doubt, leave her out. Okay, and she's not permitted. So therefore... Easy answer. That's what they do. They just don't want to deal with it. They don't want any kind of question related, you know, at all related to who they're marrying. So therefore, how do we answer this question? Why is Rabbi Gamliel take, is switching sides? We trust the lady. I thought we trust the lady in here. He's saying, I don't trust. Well... So what's the deal? And again, the idea, we're assuming that the concept is why we trust the ladies, because we have chazakas that play a role. Well, here too, there's a chazaka, and yet he's not relying on any chazaka. The answer is, Rava says, that Rav Gamliel, Gamliel is not a contradiction, because the difference is, in the previous case, in Mishnayos, she is saying, certainly, I know for a fact that the man who I slept with is a person of proper yichus. I know. So that is so powerful, it overrides even a single doubt. And you don't even need the double doubt that the case of Al-Manasi says. And Rabbi Yeshua says, so it's very interesting the way it looks, the way it works. According to Rabbi Gamliel, the power of a bari is so strong that it overrides even a single doubt, even though we don't have a double doubt. And, uh, and uh, according to Rabbi Yeshua, it's the other way around. The power of uh, a bari is irrelevant. The power of a single suffix is so strong, it overrides even a bari. Uh, double doubt is, uh, is permitted even with even in a circumstance of a shava, because it's, uh, it's it's two steps removed from being prohibited. Even if you say that you know, one part of it is true, there's still a possibility that 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 you know whatever this this it's still a, a double doubt, and he's always rel- lenient in a case of a double doubt. Now, okay, the next thing we went to what is the definition of Isa? So he said, as long as we we have to know for a fact that there's no shaila as far as Mamserus is concerned, Nesinos is concerned, avdim is concerned. Basically, the only subject that we're aware of is a question of halol, halolos, Okay, That's the case. Rameir comments on that, and he says that, I heard that any time there's not one of these, then you can marry a Kohen, which seems to be repeating the same thing as the Tanakhama. The Gemara is going to get to that. And then Rabshim bin ben said the name of Rameir, and as Rabshim Shem as well, Says the same thing that the definition of Almanasisa is if that there's a suffix halal involved, and the Israelim are aware of Mamzerim amongst them, but not aware of halal amongst them. Okay, so first things first, we're an, 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 analyzing this this the, this this quote over here. We said that Almanasisa is aimba elomisham mazir, Mamzeris nesinus or avdim Sounds like halal. We do we, we, we would be acceptable. And the question is, why? They're both dini uh, deraisa. Why isn't a suffolk deraisa? Right? Why isn't it the same issue? If there's a question of anything else, we'll say it's a problem. If it's a question of a, a chalut, there's no problem. What's the difference? That's question number one. Question number two is, Rameir says, I heard that if there's and none of these other doubts, then you can marry Kohen. That's exactly what the Tanakhama is saying. So what's Rameir saying different than the Tanakama? Thirdly, Rav Shemven says, the name of Rameir and Rav as well, says that Almarisi says where there's a Savakhala. Okay. And then we start then they say a comment that the Israelim know about Mamziram but they don't know about Khalalam. Which sounds like to counter that idea that a khalo is more problematic because they're not aware who's a khala who's not a khala. So what's going on over here? They seem to be contradicting themselves. So Ryakharan says that uh, in order to understand this, they have to the case is like this. The the case is that this man is being accused of being a mamzer and he argues back saying it's not true. What do you, you know, um, you know he argues. And then they call him a chalel and then he's silent. That's the practical difference between all these opinions. In other words, according to Tanakama, if you're called something and you don't say, respond in kind, meaning yell back at them, you're just silent, there's a rule, being silent is like accepting, and it's possible, and that's true for every uh, uh, for every case of doubt. Whether it, if he's not silent when he's called a Mamzer, not silent when he's called a Nasin, or after Melachim, or Chalo as well. Okay, and then Ramir says that uh, no, only if he if he yells back um, uh, with with which puzzles him, like. Uh, Mamzer, etc., Nassim and Avdi Malachim makes him not allowed to marry, so then he's going to speak up. But being quiet, when a person is called a Chalov, he's like, I could care less whether he calls me a Chalov. There's no practical difference to me. I'm allowed to marry whoever I want, so therefore, um, therefore, so let him call me names. So he's, he's not responding, because it's not really that big of a deal. That's the point. It does mean that he's agreeing and saying that there is definitely something to the fact that it called me a Cholo. And then we saw that Rav Allah said to the Tanakama that, of Rameir that it's the other way around. Rameir is Maksher when, when he's quiet, not in the case when he's called a Cholo and he's quiet, but the opposite. When he's called a Mamzer and he's quiet, then we assume the reason why he's quiet is because He's like nobody's going to assume that he's a, mam- a mamzer just because he called me a mamzer. Mamzer, there's always a call. If nobody ever heard that a mamzer, they're saying that guy's the idiot. who's calling him names. He's no that we we would know if there's some real question over here. Um, but uh, if he if, I, if when you call him a mamzer, he yells, and he's called a chalal and he's silent. So then he's silent for just the chalalas. So then that's absurd. And the reason why he's quiet is because he's saying well, at least they're not calling me worse names. Okay. But uh, so that's basically the three the, the you know um, the explanation to everything over here in this quote. Oh isn't it a great school you know, that you don't uh, respond when you're resulted is not considered right? How's that jive with this? Um sign inside, you know. You yeah, know I know, I know, right. But I think I think that it's important. I mean, first of all, I think it, when when they're questioning your lineage if if you would be totally silent, so then maybe we would put that up, but here this guy he seems to respond only to partial to some of the claims against them he's calling them names some of the names he get, he takes he he argues against, and some of the names he is not saying anything he's, silen- he's he, you know if he would not say anything, so he's not responding but He's so, responding partially. That's what it seems to me. That, so so if he takes the higher. Doesn't respond at all to any of them. Then he's probably in a better off shape. Probably, you know. It's not going to say, you know it's, it's, but again, the Tan- it's three. There's a three way machlokas over here. The Tanakam is saying is saying that any time you're silent, whatever you're silent about means that you're accepting it. That's what it sounds like he's saying. But that's if because he's not. He's responding to the other ones and silent on that one. So that means that that that, that's the case. Um, And Rabbi Meir says that if what he was silent was about a then that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean he is a chalol. And therefore, you don't have to worry about it because he just doesn't care. And the other opinion is that it's the opposite. If he's silent by a chal, then it means he is a chal. If he's silent by the mamzer, that's when it doesn't mean anything, because he knows that there's no reason to believe that that's the case. It would be known if he is. Okay, so those are the three... But it sounds like that all three are talking about where they're yelling and what partially, he's partially responding and partially not responding. So why would Israel even care about if somebody calls him um, Halal? Because it doesn't affect whatever he does. It doesn't affect anything at all. That's what, that's that's what opinion. Yeah. But the reverse is is that the other way around is that is that is that a mamzer? I and nobody would believe believe it just because you say it's it. It's no one who's a mamzer. Right. Exactly. So yeah. why should I even correspond? Why, why should I? I mean, if somebody on. just cusses you out. or they may swear as well. But since nobody, not everybody, knows who's a cholol, so therefore, if I don't speak up, so then you know, I'm if khalo, it makes it a difference, then I'm kind of I'm accepting coin. that he's a cohen, right? He's, he's a kohen. Then he would speak up. He would talk about where he is a cohen, That's yeah. the point. Okay, anyway. Uh, Growing we, up, my mom, and my grandmother would call me. That mother you shop in traffic. Hey, and i right. That's the yeah, nickname. Yeah. Did the yeah. you back?
1: <laughs> no. oh, okay. cool. yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs>
0: what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> you don't hollow, hollow, you hollow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have trend, you... Let me We We saw right. The last thing before the mission, we saw that there's two versions of Rabbi Yossi, being silent by a Mamzus kosher, being silent by a challenges puzzle. And the other part says being silent by a challenges kosher. And being silent by a Mamzers puzzle. So which is it? The answer is it's two versions of Rameyor. There's version A of Rameyer, where silence of uh Silence of, of, of Cholol is ignore, it doesn't mean anything. And the second version, of Shem Elazar's version of Rameyar, where silence of Mamzeris, it doesn't mean anything. Silence of Cholol does. Anyway, that's there. And, that, and, and we also saw the Mishnah. Uh, we'll just go over the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi uh, said that there was a story about a young girl who went to fill water from the well, and she was raped. And Rabbi Paskin, said that if most of the people uh, of the city can marry Kohanim, meaning they're Yuchasim, so then we'll allow her to marry Kohanim, because we know it was probably somebody from here. Okay. And that's where we left off yesterday. I'll take it from here to today's doc.